We're starting a new series centered around mindset. Mindset is one of the key elements that will determine your abilities to continuously develop your skills, adaptability in the workplace, and resilience and commitment when faced with challenging situations. In this series, we will learn the basics of mindset, the different types involved, how to change it, and why it is important to do so. Welcome to the Give, Receive, Improve podcast with Lisa Lam and Sawana Ali. This podcast was inspired to help new managers overcome the challenges of managing and leading people. We have a combined experience of over 50 years in leadership and management roles. We know, and I mean we know, the struggles and rewards of leading individuals and teams. We believe that you should not be facing your challenges alone. So let's start this journey together. To find out more, check out our respective sites at lisalumcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Let's get going. I am personally excited about this topic. I first heard the word mindset or perceptions many years ago. In one of the training workshops that I had attended, one of the more interesting questions that was asked was this. Close your eyes and picture the word that was mentioned and then to draw it out. And the word was apple. Now picture it in your mind and draw it out to the best of your abilities, of course. Now, of course, I had the image and I drew it out, which was a basic apple-shaped, two-dimensional, slightly oval with a dent in the middle for both the top and the bottom, with a stem sticking out. I'm sure that you can picture that apple. Of course, to my surprise, no two person drew the same thing. And, in fact, there was one who did not even draw the apple as a fruit, but as a logo of the Apple Mac. This simple exercise demonstrated that our perceptions of anything and our understanding of any subject matter varies depending on our experience, education, background, language competency, and various other elements that make up a person. In the same light, our mindset is unique to each of us and they broadly fall into two big categories, fixed and growth. Now, I'm sure that upon hearing those words, fixed and growth, you have already decided in your mind that one is better than the other, and that you are probably in the better mindset category. In the book by Carol Dweck, Mindset, The New Psychology of Success, she describes the fixed mindset as one where you believe that your qualities are carved in stone. Therefore, your intelligence, personality, and moral character is fixed. On the other hand, growth mindset is one that is based on the belief that your basic qualities are things you can cultivate through effort. Therefore, everyone can change and grow through application and experience. The first question I'm sure that you're asking is which mindset do I have? One of the easiest ways to find out is to ask yourself, what is my reaction or response to failure? I'm not talking about the emotions of feeling disappointed or hurt or angry, but more about how you view success and failure. A mark of someone with a fixed mindset is that failure is eternal or permanent, and it is about you as a person being a failure, not just the activity that you perform 
that did not achieve its goal. While someone with a growth mindset chooses to see the failure as opportunities for growth and lessons to be learned or things that did not work out, not about who they are. Sal, how have you seen these two types of mindsets play out in the workplace? Wow, this is really an interesting topic, Lisa. Listening to what you have just said, I cannot help thinking that do we have to be an either fixed or growth mindset? Or can we adopt a situational mindset, either proactively based on anticipation or reactively in response to specific situations as they happen? <laughs> I'm putting a mental note to that. Guess we can probably talk about this later. And back to your question on how I've seen the two types of mindset, namely fixed or growth mindset play out in the workplace. Let me jog my memory a little bit now. I would summarize the whole experience as a push and pull factor that will highly likely land you at a stagnant position. What exactly do I mean by that? Imagine you are leading a team and you have a combination of people, the fixed mindset and the growth mindset. The fixed mindsets are resisting your progressive direction while you try very hard to convince them. And the growth mindsets are on board with you fully and just cannot wait to make things happen. The fixed mindsets will pull you two steps behind and the growth mindset will push you two steps ahead. I mean, it certainly feels that way. In the end, you really are not moving anywhere. A case in point, I remember many years back when my company implemented the solution selling approach. It was a major initiative as all the sales teams worldwide needed to change their approach of transactional selling of products to consultative, customer-centric solution approach. One of the major undertakings was the installation of a CRM application called Siebel. Well, most of the millennials now probably do not know what Siebel is, but it does pretty much the same thing as Salesforce.com. In any case, one of the many key changes that we need to adopt is to key in all our prospects into the system and mark specifically at what stage of the sales cycle each opportunity stands. Details about the opportunities, which solutions they are considering, the deal value, as well as type of products involved, and our anticipated date of closure. From there, a report will be generated in which the sales manager will vet through to ensure prudent forecast of the business. And just to get the team members to key in the details was a struggle in itself, especially among salespeople. They do not like to be told, and they have their own ways of dealing with their customers. A lot of them feel they are holding the trump card to secure the business. There were a lot of strong egos in the room as well. So, to affect change in mindset to adopt such changes involve a long-term continuous change program starting from communication piece from the thought leadership on why we do what we do to layering it down into multiple change programs that communicate role-based benefits of change, some short-term measurements on success, and of course, the most radical but needed approach is to tie in the results of that change to compensation plan. For each role, we practically introduce a new improved compensation plan. In short, the system drives the behavior 
it was a long journey worth doing. Absolutely. The key message that I'm trying to share here is in a workplace, for any change of mindset to happen, you have to ensure that all the tools and support systems are in place. Then only you can grow progressively as a unit. Very important point to note. Companies are time sensitive and we typically need function and deliver results within a stipulated time frame. For the fixed mindsets, in the example that I just shared, they gradually shifted their mindset when they realized the benefits of the new approach. It is a process that may take longer for them, but it's worth it. And they wouldn't want to be left behind, especially when they see the growth mindsets reap the benefits. Okay, now Lisa, how can someone with a fixed mindset change to a growth mindset without relying on tools and support systems like in the workplace? Thanks, Sel. And it's a great question. In fact, that question implies that the person who thinks that he has a fixed mindset probably has a hidden growth mindset. After all, if he is truly a fixed mindset person, he would not be interested in the question or the answer. The easiest way to figure this out is to break down the word mindset. It is a combination of mind and set. Our mind or thoughts are being determined or set by a filter. That filter is how we interpret information or situations, and that is based on our experiences, education, knowledge, and values. We are all creating new thoughts and changing our thoughts depending on the argument or whether we were convinced by a good point or not. Our minds can be changed, and therefore, our mindsets can change as well. We are certainly in control of our thoughts and mind. One of the barriers to overcome this is limiting belief. And Jim Quick, in his book Limitless, has a great way of describing limiting beliefs as a lie, L-I-E, which means limited ideas entertained. I thought that was a great way for me to remember what a lie is, and whether it is an idea that I entertain? If it is, I can choose not to entertain it and replace it with another idea or thought that is more growth-centric. There must usually be catalysts for change, either because the reward is great or the fear pushes you. For example, in my early years of working, I had resisted the call to play golf. In fact, my personal excuse was that it was hot, and it is hot to play golf in Malaysia. The real reason was because I had a long-held limiting belief that I was not athletic. Because when I was in school, I couldn't really do any sport, which just cemented my belief. However, there was one year where I had to play golf as a management off-site activity. When faced with a no-choice situation, I had to do something about it. And the natural cause of action was to find someone who could play to give me a quick lesson. Guess who I asked for my very first introduction to golf? You guessed it, it was Elle. She was an amazingly patient teacher, and over the course of countless balls, I could hit some shots that looked really good. To cut the long story short, I played at the offside and found that I was not too bad at it, and in fact I even enjoyed it. And that was about 12 years ago now, and yes, I still play golf, and I'm loving it. So I started with a fixed mindset around golf. But when challenged, I could have either continued to resist the change or view the situation differently as an opportunity to learn 
and to grow in a new area. The lie that I had entertained was that I was not good at sports, and therefore I could never be good at sports. I believe that for most of us, we have elements of both fixed and growth mindset depending on different areas of our lives. For example, in my situation, I had a fixed mindset around sports and arts, but a growth mindset on other areas. Having learned some of these lessons along the way, my mindset has shifted to one of growth mindset where there is nothing that I cannot learn if I choose to. In fact, for me, learning is an amazingly exciting journey for me. Sel, have you encountered any area where you needed to change your mindset and how did you go about doing it? Absolutely, Lisa. That's a very interesting question and I'm happy to share that I have gone through pretty much the same LIE experience. Limited idea entertain. Amazing how long I have been entertaining my limiting ideas, so to speak, until this precise moment came. The year was 2004. A significant year for me because I made two very major decisions. One is to leave the corporate world that I've enjoyed for a very long time. And second is to just enjoy life and go with the flow. I decided to spend a few years traveling without any time boundaries on what I needed to achieve by when. That basically set my first journey to Sri Lanka. I traveled with a friend who is an avid trekker. And she practically prepared the whole agenda which I had given a blank approval that I would have been a super participant to. And guess what? Obviously, I signed up to all the trekking trails that she decided on. And a little confession, I had never liked hiking before this. And I always thought that I wasn't cut for it. I mean, let's face it, it took a long time to climb up. And what would have I enjoyed? In my mind, I didn't see any pleasures in doing it. Anyway, fulfilling my promise to take life as it is and just go with the flow, I tracked a few trails in Sri Lanka. One of them was Adam's Peak the first ever mountain that I tracked. Without any proper training, I chugged along and made it to the peak. We went down on the same day. It was bittersweet for me. Bitter because I was very tired since I was not fully prepared for it. Sweet because it opened a whole new revelation for me. Like, hey, there was really a lot to enjoy. And feeling how my lung expanded because of the fresh air was indescribable. The various types of flora and fauna that are available were just amazing. Even the sound of birds and winds gave me a very different perspective of life. It makes me appreciate the simple stuff in life and the joy it brings to us. A perfect time for reflection. Ever since Sri Lanka, I've tried many places such as Mount Kinabalu, Mount Sinai, Mount Batu, the Everest Base Camp and Machu Picchu, to name a few. I've become a tracker since the Sri Lanka trip and that is because of one thing. I chose to open my mind to try new things. Simply put, at that point in time, I was so ready to do something different with my life. I assessed my personal readiness and made a choice. How about you, Lisa? Did you go through the same motion by any chance? Thanks, Sel, for sharing that. And I'm glad that I didn't have to go tracking to reflect on what to do next. For me, what I've learned, and this works best for me, is to go through these questions and answer them accordingly, with myself. Yes, I do have meetings with me, myself, and I. 
Sounds sad, but unfortunately true. Number one, seek to understand or be made aware. I would first seek feedback. I would ask people about a specific area or how I've been responding to that type of situation. After all, I know that I have blind spots and the only way to reveal those blind spots is through feedback. Just a side note, we just did an episode around blind spots, so check that out after this podcast. Number two, what is holding me back? What is the lie that I'm holding on to or believing in? Number three, replace the lie with opportunities for growth. Remember, our thoughts do not enjoy a void. So when you're removing a lie, you have to replace it with a truth or an opportunity for growth and learning. Number four, create small simple steps to start the change. Yes, break down any action into small simple steps in order for you to build competency and confidence. As I build my competencies, my confidence will grow and the cycle feeds on itself. A great example of this is learning how to play golf. I had to get a coach, start with the most basic club, learn how to hold the club, learn how to swing from a quarter swing to half swing to finally a full swing. Every step requires practice, and with practice, it gets more comfortable, which leads to increased confidence and so on. An important aspect to note is that as fixed mindset stands in the way of development and change, which for the growth mindset is a starting point for change. I think that it's also important to note that growth mindset does not mean that everything can be changed, should be changed. That is correct, Lisa. I subscribe to the same idea. At the end of the day, we always need to be true to our why and our purpose. In a nutshell, we have a responsibility as the citizen of the world to live it a better place than when we found it. With that, I would like to just summarize what we have covered today. Number one, they need to know that there are two types of mindset, a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. And it's worth your while to basically think through and make a personal assessment on where exactly you belong to. Number two, change is easier for the growth mindset than the fixed mindset. Number three, however, change can still happen for the fixed mindset. In organizational perspective, that is typically supported by tools and support systems. System drives the behavior. And number four, we also have learned that on a personal basis, change can happen for the fixed mindset as well, provided that the person is ready and make a choice to do it. The journey to readiness may be unique to each person. And finally, it's worth our while to do a periodic self-assessment to reflect personal growth. This will be a great tool, especially for the fixed mindset to affect change. Thank you for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Please subscribe to the podcast and let us know what you would like to learn next. And give us your feedback as we aim to continuously improve on what we're doing. Check out our respective websites at lisalamcoach.com and sawanaali.com. Take care and remember, you're not alone in your struggles as a manager. Yeah.